This is Coochie's Corner Podcast, hosted by Bobby Bailey. Check us out on social media, Facebook at The Crew Chief, on Twitter at The Crew Chief, Instagram at Crew Chief's Corner, and on TikTok at Crew Chief's Corner. And now on the Anchor Podcasting Network at anchor.fm and the Anchor app. Alright, what's up everybody? It's Bobby L here at the Crew Cheese Corner Podcast coming to, to you guys with our 25th episode of the podcast. So we're, we're bringing you a special episode. Today we're going to talk uh, specifically about the kind of the beginning of this whole thing and how we got to where we're at today. So we're going to kind of take a little trip. We're going to do like the genesis of the show, uh, how we got to this point, how I got to um, you know where I'm at with the Crew Cheese Corner how, um, you know, this whole thing started, where where my fandom kind of started, a little bit of that, um, and really just try to get you guys something a little bit different than the normal podcast. Uh, we will have a normal podcast uh, coming out uh, probably tomorrow morning at some point. I'm going to record one tonight, um, and either I'm going to release it Saturday or Sunday. I got I to gotta see how I want to play it, but because uh, I do want to give this episode a couple days for people to listen to it and things like that. And I wanted to do it earlier in the week, but unfortunately I wasn't able to. So we'll get it done today. Um, so stay tuned. We're going to have a really quick um, break here on the other side, and then we'll get into the beginnings of the Crew Chiefs Corner page, the podcast, and a little bit about my fandom and how I got into NASCAR. That's all going to come up on the other side of the break. This is the Crew Chiefs Corner podcast hosted by Bobby Bailey. All right, guys, welcome back to this special 25th uh, episode of the Crew Chiefs Corner podcast. I'm calling this the genesis, the history of the Crew Chiefs Corner page, kind of how we got to this point and uh, kind of how I got to the podcast. So I guess it's really fair to start kind of where I started as a fan of NASCAR. So um, really, I think the first race I really kind of remember watching was the 1993 Daytona 500. And, and now, mind you guys, I was only about four at the time, but... Um, you know, I, I, I started watching that race and before that I was really into like, you know, Supercross. I was a big Jeremy McGrath fan, uh, into monster trucks, you know, Bigfoot, things like that, Gravedigger. Um, and, and I guess my parents were flipping through channels or trying to watch something you know, on TV. And I think we stopped on the NASCAR race cause I probably freaked out or something and saw the race cars and stuff like that. And, you know, I, I remember, um, getting, asked who which car i liked and at the time i was you know really into red white and blue um quite a bit as a kid you know just a lot of the things i liked were either blue red or, or white um because those are probably the colors i saw the best at four um but I, I picked out mark martin and mark was my uh you know my role model my idol you know kind of that whole thing growing up as you know as i got more and more into the sport you know i i really got to learn a lot about mark and uh, the kind of person he was, but, you know, as a young kid, you know, you're watching the six car and, you know, you have Dale Earnhardt, Dale Jarrett going for the Daytona 500 victories, the Dale and Dale show. And I don't remember a lot about that specific race, you know, from being four. I mean, I've seen the race since then, you know, obviously we've gone back and, and kind of played it, um, you know, on YouTube and stuff like that, you know, like, like most people do when you have nothing better to do with your life, you just go watch old NASCAR races on YouTube. But, um, you know, did that. And then, uh, you know, kind of, how I got from being a fan to kind of into this was really, I would say it was, you know, the dot-com era was starting, you know, in, in the late nineties. And I don't remember exactly when, but, you know, I, I started following Jay Ski 
pretty regularly, I'd say around 97, 98. And as I was getting a little bit older, I was getting closer, I think the fourth to fifth grade. So probably 99, 2000. Um, we were, we were kind of getting taught a little bit about how to build web pages and stuff. And I built a very, very basic elementary, like kind of website. And I forget exactly what I named it the first go around, but I remember it ended up being giants just spelt just like the football team zero two one two two, which is ironically a screen name that I've, I've kept ever since I really invented it back, back when I was a, a young kid. Uh, probably twelve, thirteen. I, I I created that screen name, and it's really stuck with me ever since. But um, it was just Giants zero two one two two's NASCAR silly season page, and, and it was basically a straight up copy and paste of Jayski. I always gave Jayski credit um, because I learned that early on in, in the in the in the process of things, and really just just you know kind of did that for a couple of years. You know, I think oh one oh two, I was it was very crude. There was really nothing going on. Um, and in order to have a domain name, you had to have money and credit cards and all that stuff. And I was never going to ask my parents for that. Um, so basically I just did my own free webpage. Then I think I migrated everything over to Lightghost. I forget what I even started out with. I started out with something very crude and basic and then I moved everything over to Lightghost. I remember that, um, because Lightghost was sponsoring, um, probably by that time they were almost on their right out. But in the beginning, when they were kind of on Johnny Benson's car, but they were with Matt Kenseth first, you know, I was I was with Lycos for a bit. Um, did that, and then I don't remember exactly where it started, but I started, you know, kind of emailing teams and trying to get PRs and, uh, you know, press releases, things like that sent to me, like Jayski did. And I remember a couple pages, you know, you had to be, you know, a couple teams, you had to be an accredited media member, which I never was. You know, I was 13, 14 at the time, you know, trying to get these these uh, race teams to send me PR statements, you know, or, or, or the press releases because, you know, I was able to share that out and, and, and you know, copy and paste a lot of it and stuff like that and put it on the web page. Um, and it was one page. I mean, it was very, very basic at the time. Um, and then I remember I started talking to some other people that had NASCAR pages. And, and one of the guys that I remember talking to pretty early on, was Scott Page, who ran BGNRacing.com, which later became the Hot Lab, um, you know, with Phil Caveri, who uh, who worked at NASCAR Scene, you know, the photographer. And, um, you know, Scott and I probably emailed back and forth, you know, periodically. I wouldn't say it was like once a week or anything like that. It was, it was periodically if I needed something or I, or I saw something on his page, like a picture I wanted to use, you know, an email, hey, you're okay if I use this. Yeah, 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 it's fine, you know, that kind of a thing. Um, and I remember Scott said to me at one time that I should think about changing my site name, uh, because he said, you know, he says, you gotta be careful because with using NASCAR in the name, NASCAR could say that you're infringing on their copyright and you could be sued and, you know, they could send you a letter saying the cease and desist using a NASCAR name. So that was some advice that I never even thought of. So to make a long story short, we changed, I, I spoke to my parents. I said, you know, Hey, I want to, I want to name my, my silly season page. I want to come up with something and I think a name, you know, we bounced a few names around and there was some stuff that was already called some of the names that we were coming up with. And I said, you know, there's nothing that's called the crew chief. And they said, Oh, that'd be a great name. So came out with, with a, a, a new site page. Um, by this time I migrated to Ecom planet and Ecom planet was a very, very basic website design company too. Um, a little bit of a, a of an offshoot of like GoDaddy today, you know, like a GoDaddy, a WordPress, some of the other, you know, pages that are out there. But 
what Ecom Planet had was they they had the capability of me doing um, much more. You know, I could do I, I forget how many free pages you could do. I think you could do five or six with them. Where Lycos it was like two or three. I think they were Ecom Planet was like six. So I had six with them, and then um, six you know different like you know individual pages, but it was all under the crewchief.net. And that was probably around the time, you know, five or six, probably five or six when I, when I, oh, five, oh, six, when I actually started getting my own credit card and, and I, I was able to, or actually I had my debit card because I had a uh, debit account, uh, checking account stuff, but, um, uh, and I was able to use some of the money I was making, you know, flipping burgers at McDonald's. And then I, I went to go work at a local grocery store. Um, I was using some of that money to pay for, my domain name. So I was paying on the crewchief.net, couldn't get .com because it was out of, out of the, uh, the budget, uh, because it was, it was taken by somebody previously, but they never, they never did anything with it. And I, it was going to cost me a fortune to get it. So I, I wasn't going to play that game. I just got .net and I kind of ran with it. So as I was doing a lot of the stuff with the crewchief.net, we were, I was definitely getting more and more inroads with race teams. I remember I had a pretty good working relationship with the folks over at Bill Davis racing. You know, they would send me stuff. I, I kind of forgot a lot of the stuff I was, I did, but I, I got some pretty nice uh, info inside information from Bill Davis racing. Uh, I remember, um, you know, one point I actually had a, a brand new race team that was starting out and it was called revolution racing. And I don't think I've ever publicly told this story ever in a Facebook live or anything. I had a, uh, this, this, it was supposed to be a startup team. I think they were going to be based in West Virginia and it was called revolution racing or, or something to that effect. And it was going to be a brand new race team cup team, the whole nine yards. They emailed me asking me if I was interested in working for them doing, uh, press releases and stuff. Now that was kind of, um, the first real gig I ever got offered. Um, and I remember I emailed him back. I was interested in this, that, and the other, and nothing came from it. So, you know, kind of nothing happened. But um, that was one of the first times that I had a team reach out to me that was, like, really interested in me working with them. And uh, that was kind of, kind of, you know, cloud nine kind of day. But, you know, nothing came of it. And the team, I don't even think, ever really made it. So, you know, it was probably some kind of scam. Thank God I didn't get involved in it or something. But, um, <laughs> you know, it was, it was very interesting when that all went down. Um, but a little bit about kind of some of the other stuff I did. So I did the crew chief. So we were doing, you know, our own silly season stuff. And there was some stuff I did that, you know, looking back at it now, like how revolutionary, I don't want to say, I don't want to boast and say I was, I was ahead of my time, but I was, you know, what I'm trying to say is, you know, there's some things I was doing that was kind of like today, like people do this and you don't realize, you know, where the impotence of it all started, you know, like where things started, where, where it originated. And, you know, back before, I mean, NASCAR, I think had race view at this point. Uh, um, but I was doing like live every 10, 15 laps, I would do like a, a top 10 and I had a certain page and I forget what I call it. It was, it was something like, you know, the crew chief, like race center or something silly like that. And every 10 to 15 laps, if I was home uh, watching the race, which, you know, 15, 16, yeah, I was working, but I was working early every Sunday morning in the particular job I was doing at that local supermarket. I, I was able to cover pretty much all the races and I was able to do that, uh, give that update. And I remember something happened and I remember 
you know, or, or my parents said something to me about, you know, well, you know, you gotta be careful because, you know, they could, they could say that you're taking the content from the race and you're redistributing it. You know, they, they always play that legal statement at the end and that, that the satin yellow. And I was like, yeah, it's probably a good idea. I don't do this. So that kind of got shut down, but that was kind of like a little bit of like what you see now with, you know, the, a lot of the beat writers, the pocrises of the world, a lot of the guys, they do those updates periodically throughout the race. And that was kind of like, what I did on my own webpage. So a little bit before Twitter um, was really big and things like that I, I did on the crew chief and it never really took off. Like the, the crew chief, we, we and when I mean, we, it was me. Um, you know, I never really was able to get the the gravitas and, and the popularity that Jayski had. I mean, Jayski was, everybody knew Jayski, you know, not a lot of people knew the crew chief, but we were one of the top, I think we were, we were consistently ranked in the top 50 websites for NASCAR. And there, there was, you know, back then there was a lot of different guys that had, you know, you know, web ratings and this, that, and the other. And we were always one of the top, you know, 50 web pages for NASCAR. We were like 33, 34, you know, and then they broke it into regions. So they would break it into States. And we were always like two or three in New Jersey. I think at our low point, we were eight or nine. I think there was like 12 or 14 pages at the time that were NASCAR pages that were based in Jersey. And because Jayski was based in New Jersey and down by Cape May, uh, he was always one. And then we were always like, like two, three, four, five, you know, we were, we were kind of one of the, the, the lower ones, but Jayski was always number one. Um, so I, I was, you know, I was always trying to bounce around, trying to get my name out there, trying to get, you know, trying to do plugs for the page and things like that. And one of the things that I did was I decided I wanted to go out and, and kind of write articles. So still in that same four or five time frame, I, I kind of, oh, four, oh, five, I had a, uh, an opportunity to go write for Speedway Media. And for those of you that don't know, Speedway Media, you know, basically anybody at the time could write for them. You had to go submit like a, uh, an entry, you know, article, and they would read through it, and, and if you wrote it well enough and you did a good job and, and this, that, and the other, you got allowed to write for them. And then you could basically write whatever you wanted. So I think I did something like three articles, and my my either my third or my fourth article, I wrote about Jeff Gordon. And I remember very vividly this incident. Uh, I wrote an article about Jeff Gordon. It didn't get, um, you know perceived too well by the editor because, and I don't even, I don't know if it made the page or it didn't, but you know, I was saying how Jeff Gordon wasn't the same driver as, as he was when he had Ray Abraham. And, you know, I think I said something about, you know, Jeff Gordon, when, when he won races early on in his career would always thank God. But as, as Robbie Loomis took over, as Brian Weitzel took over, as, as he was getting into, um, trying to think of who came after that, Steve Letarte, you know, all those guys, um, he wasn't, you know, he wasn't thanking God anymore. So I made in the article, I made the leap that Jeff Gordon was thanking God was really him thanking Ray Abraham for the race cars. But, um, you know, they, the, the editor didn't take too kindly to it. And, and again, you know, this is, you know, I was 14, 15 at the time. I was a stupid young kid. I didn't know what I was really doing half the time, uh, writing these articles. I was just, you know, talking racing and thinking I knew everything. And, and, you know, at that point in my life, I didn't. Um, but I was too stupid to, to understand that at the time. And, uh, I got kicked off the, the page and my account got deleted and that was that. So, um, I remember being pretty upset about that. Um, very much so 
that I was looking to find something else to do. So I stumbled upon this website. It was called Sweet 101. And for those of you that don't know, even know what the hell Sweet 101 was, it was a, a page. It was basically like Wikipedia, but with actual content editors that were actually in charge of the, of the topic. And you got to write on that topic as often as you wanted. So, you know, there was a NASCAR cup page, there was a NASCAR, uh, you know, Bush series page, there was a truck page. And then there was a racing content editor that you had to submit stuff to. So I, I remember, I forget if I'd started with the trucks and then I moved up to the Bush or I started right at Bush or whatever. Um, but I was doing the Bush series for a while. And I want to say it was like three, four, oh three, oh four. I was writing articles for them. And then the Speedway Media thing happened in 04 or 03 or something. And that's why I went to Sweet 101, something like that. But, um, you know, I did that for a couple of years. And 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 I never really plugged the, the crew chief as much as I should have probably. But um, I think a lot of people kind of made the leap from, from the crew chief. I mean, from Sweet 101 to the crew chief. Because I think I did mention it a couple of times that, that, that I had my own page and this and the other. Uh, but I wasn't, you know gaudy about it. I wasn't like every article wasn't thrown in there. And I remember like one of the more popular things I did was each year I would write about um, my race experience. So I would do like what I called at the time of day at the races. And it would be, you know, I would take pictures of the track and the races and, and, and things I did. And I would talk about, you know, going to meet different drivers and stuff like that. And, and those articles always did the best. That was always the best article I did uh, on, on that page every year, it was always the best one. You know, it was the one I took the most time on. It was the one I, I really, you know, kind of scrutinized myself the most. And it was just, you know, always my best work. And it was always the one that got read the most. It was the one that got the most comments, the ones that got the most likes. Um, and then I want to say about 2006, 2007, Sweet 101 gets shut down, uh, due to lack of, of, of revenue. You know, there just wasn't a lot of ad revenue going on for them and other things were taking over. And, you know, you had Facebook was starting to come about, you know, MySpace was kind of on its way down. Um, you know, Wikipedia was still not a, as big of a thing as it is today. Um, you, you know, but but Sweet 101 was trying to be the online encyclopedia. And I remember being a part of that for, for a very brief period of time. But it was something that I, I really enjoyed doing. So much so that my, I forget it was my junior or my senior year in high school, I took a journalism class. I think it was my senior year because I think my senior year, I took like three electives or something like that. I took journalism. I took a, a marketing class and I think I took a, just a general like accounting class or something like that or general business. But, you know, the thing with journalism, I, I, I learned, you know, in high school was that there, the jobs were falling off, you know, and I, and I actually at the time was, was writing for the local newspaper in town. And I was, I was, I was part of, they called it like, uh, Morris County teen voices. Uh, cause I'm in Northern Jersey. So, uh, I think it was MTV Morris teen voices or something like that was the name of it. And, and I was a part of it. And I, I think I only wrote a few articles in the paper. I, I know one of them I have for sure kept. Um, and it was like a, a movie on a uh, movie review on eight crazy nights with Adam Sandler. I remember writing that. Uh, but I think there was another one I did, I think was, uh, I did on, on, a on a Pinewood Derby for Cub Scouts. 
because uh, my dad was a Cub Master uh, for for twenty something years. You know, even after I got at Cub Scouts, my dad was still doing stuff with with uh, the, you know the Cub Scouts because none of the parents wanted to take over the Cub Pack that uh, I was in as a little as a little kid. But I remember doing an article about that uh, in my in my early teen years because uh, I was in Boy Scouts at the time and stuff like that. So um, that was kind of fun. But I, I just realized there wasn't a lot of jobs in journalism, and and even with the local paper, I mean, I saw. I saw that go through quite a, quite a turn, you know, they were, they were in a, a small little rinky dink facility and then they went to a bigger one. Uh, then they got bought up by Garnet, uh, uh, papers, which is the group that publishes USA today. And, you know, then they, they got out of their new facility that they built their big facility that they built. And then they went to just a random, uh, office complex. Um, and basically the, the paper gets printed, uh, I think in Asbury Park or something like that today, um, where they have another printing press and they just use that. But it was just, just a, a wild experience. I'll never forget as a, as a young kid, you know, writing articles and stuff. And then, like I said, realizing that there just, there wasn't any jobs going to be there for me, you know, when I graduated college. So, um, kind of fast forward, we, we got, I got into 2007 when I graduated high school and I just decided it was time to shut down the webpage. Um, you know, having a job, uh, all the other stuff I had going on, it was just, it was just too much to work on the webpage, uh, and to keep it up and, and, and to compete against Jayski who literally spends his, you know, 10, 12 hours a day, if not more at that time in, of his life on that page. And I just couldn't, I couldn't devote even two hours a day to it, um, anymore. And it was just, it was, becoming too much. So on the other side of this quick break, we're going to, we're going to take you through kind of what I did in the shutdown period and kind of how it, it led to the next chapter. Okay. So, you know, the crew chief, we're, we're, we're kind of, we're humming along, we're doing a great job. You know, we're, we're doing great. You know, we were, we were one of the top pages. We got a lot of different things. We, we, we didn't really get a lot of inside scoop, but sometimes uh, we would we would nail a story before somebody else, or I'd get emailed the story first before you know Jayski would, and 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 we would have it. But um, kind of the the real growth of the page would come post two thousand and seven. So on the other side of the break, we'll talk about um, basically from two thousand and seven until present day. And uh, I hope you guys are enjoying this special twenty fifth episode of the Crew Chiefs Corner Podcast: The History of the Page. And uh, kind of, you know, enjoying this little chat we're having. Catch you on the other side of the spring. All right, guys, we're back here on the Coochie's Corner podcast. This is our special 25th episode, um, kind of like the the history of Coochie's Corner. So I kind of went through kind of a little bit of my fandom, kind of the beginning of the history of the page, how we started. And, and I came up to the 2007 kind of when I – made the decision uh, probably around October, November to shut the page down for, for the foreseeable future and, and kind of, you know, my reasonings behind it, which was pretty much school related, um, you know, and just working and a lot of the other things I had going on outside of, of um, the page just, just took away my time. So when I was in school, I was in college. Um, I, I was playing a, a game online. It was called NASRAC. And, um, NASRAC was founded by a guy named Kevin Benelli and Kevin is, a is somebody that I, I, I knew for, for several years and he had a, a server 
And what you would do is you would go on to the to nasrac.com and you would set up your car. And there was all kinds of different numbers and stuff. It wasn't iRacing in the sense that, you know, you had to have a steering wheel or anything. All you, all you needed was yourself, your, your your computer, and, you know, a little basic understanding of, of the game. And basically you would put in these numbers and the computer, you know, Kevin's server would um, basically randomize the numbers. And depending on how close you were to those numbers was how fast your car ran. So Kevin started this out, I want to say 2008. And we, we were in, uh, I think we did like 16 or 17 seasons, maybe even more than that. And a season would last about six weeks. Um, so we, so we had, you know, a couple years in, into this thing. And I always, I always laugh about this today because without NASRAC, I don't think I would even have gotten to where I am today because I met so many different people on there. I mean, I, it just, it was mind blowing the amount of people I met and people I've kept in contact with, you know, one of those, one of those people is Rob Hill, you know, uh, Rob and I kind of co-founded this project together and, you know, a lot of it was uh, my prior experience with the crew chief, uh, which is where the name sort of came from. And and we kind of turned the corner on it and we just made it crew chief's corner, uh, which was kind of a, a thing Rob and I talked about and, you know, how we got to that point. Uh, we'll get to in, in a few moments here. But, you know, I met Rob Hill there. That's how I met um, a couple other people. I met uh, Danny uh, Dugan, who works at uh, RSS Racing. I met Danny through there. Uh, Danny at the time was just a fan really of the sport. And he, he got into the garage a couple of times, um, through some connections he knew at Michael Waltrip racing and, and stuff like that. And then, um, I think he actually won a contest, one of those, in, like be an intern for the day kind of things. I, I pretty sure he won one of those. Um, but I knew Dan, uh, Danny through that. Um, another person I, I know through that is Nick DeGroote who works for uh, motorsport.com. Uh, Nick was, um, you know, one of the guys I drove for in that, in that series. And, uh, I drove, drove with Rob. I think Rob and I co-owned a team at towards the end of, of, of the run of NASRAC. I think Rob and I co-owned a team at the time. And then, uh, another guy I met was Elliot Henderson who works now on the NASCAR heat games. Uh, and I drove for Elliot. Um, and then another, another guy I met on there was Philip up. And Philip works for uh, a couple different online, uh, you know, news sources and stuff. And and Philip and I usually chat, uh, usually at Dover. Usually run into Philip there and uh, go and say hello and stuff like that. But um, it's just it's just so wild how how there's about four or five of us that have you know kind of stayed in contact with each other more or less. Um, and and how how often you know. I, I run into Philip or I run into, uh, you know, I'll, I'll see Danny quite a bit. Um, you know, pretty much all the races I've gone to, I've, I've run into Danny. Philip, I usually just run into at Dover. Um, cause I, cause he doesn't go to as many races as, as Danny does. And he definitely doesn't go to as many as I do. Um, but I bump into him a lot at, at Dover and we, ha- we usually have a pretty good chat and, and stuff. And we reminisce about the old Nazarak days. So, um, I, I would have been remiss if I didn't mention Nasrac at some point in this, this whole thing and how, how, uh, something, something so obscure that probably 99% of the people that are going to listen to this have no idea what the hell I'm talking about. But, um, it was just a, it was a neat period of time. It was something that was a lot of fun. Um, 
and, and I got to meet some really cool people on it. So, um, and it was really how this whole crew chief's corner thing started. So those people I just mentioned, um, so Nick DeGroot never did anything with us, with Rob and I on crew chief's corner, but Henderson, myself, Danny, um, we, we did do a bit, uh, and Rob Hill, obviously we did do a bit of, um, YouTube shows. So we would go on Google Hangouts and we, we had crew chief's corner and actually our very first logo, the one that it looks like there's a, it's blue and it has like a zipper on it was actually, uh, Elliot Henderson designed, uh, logo. <clears throat> so Elliot designed that logo and we were actually on. RSS uh, racing with Ryan Sieg. We were on the on his truck at Daytona, and that was probably fourteen. And we were also on the car at Dover, and the truck at Dover. And that was, those were the only times the crew chief was ever on a race car. But we were on the on a race car three times. Uh, I had sponsored as as a as a minor sponsor, an associate sponsor. I don't want people to get carried away and think I have like thousands and thousands of dollars to throw away. Uh, we were an associate sponsor. I was uh, on Brian Keselowski's cars, uh, three races. We did the Daytona 500 in 2013 that he failed to qualify for. Uh, we had the backobob.net, which was my dad's uh, excavating uh, businesses uh, website, which I I built and developed and owned. And then uh, we did Watkins Glen, and then we did the All-Star Race. So we, we were on that for three races. And Henderson uh, Elliot Henderson was on the car, too, with his uh, Henderson graphics. Um, which was kind of cool because they tried to usually put the two of us together so that, you know, you know Henderson designed our logo and, and we were both kind of next to each other. So that was kind of always neat. Um, and then, you know, so, so we were doing, we were doing the, the YouTube thing and, and, and Rob and I kind of, you know, we're trying to figure out what we were going to do. And Rob introduced, I don't know how Rob stumbled upon it. I think he just found it randomly. He found this online radio uh, network called Victory Lane Radio up in uh, Ma- in uh, Massachusetts, and he got us in contact with a guy by the name of Eric Lafleche, and Eric had a deal with NASCAR, and and Eric was covering the mod races, the Whalen modified the tour cars on on his radio network. He had a deal with NASCAR and everything, official deal. So we signed on. You know, we did a I forget what we did. We talked to Eric. I think. It was literally just Rob and I talked to Eric and, you know, we kind of did a little bit of our show. We kind of showed him some of the stuff we've done and we got on, got on the, the online radio program, which was great. Cause you know, we were on and, and I think he even had a deal with, with the uh, ESPN radio up there in new England that they would play some of the stuff on like Saturday, like overnights or something. Um, and, and, you know, our show ended up on that, you know, so we did that for, about a year and a half and and he was getting it through uh hd radio which was based out of austin texas and i think uh hd radio got shut down or something and he got uh he he had some other things come up and you know the the victory lane radio stuff is inactive right now but if it ever did come back i would obviously we would jump on the opportunity to go back on and do do online radio because we we had so much fun doing it. And, and, and Eric's setup was easy. It was, it was nice and easy. We were able to go on there and do shows and uh, we were able to, to do stuff uh, with different drivers. I mean, we had, you know, we had big name drivers. I mean, I got Ryan, uh, Ryan Blaney on there. We had Ross Chastain. I mean, not Ross Chastain. We had Ross Kenseth on there, John Hunter Nemechek. We had Scott Heckert. 
We had uh, JJ at the time, JJ Haley, now Justin Haley. We had, I don't know if I ever got Kenzie Russin on there because I think Kenzie was always one we were trying to get, but we couldn't. We had a really good connection at Turner Scott Motorsports at the time, if you can't tell. Um, we had Caden Lapsovich on there. Um, Rob got us uh, Cameron Haley, who's a good guy to talk to. Um, there, was a, there was a few others. Uh, Ryan Ellis, uh, who, who works at uh, GoFast now as a PR guy. But when, when Ryan was, you know, really trying to make it in racing, and, and not that he's not trying to now, it's just he's got a full-time job and, and he dabbles in racing now. But we had Ryan Ellis on. He was our very first guest we ever had. Um, you know, so we had, we had quite a few people on, on the online radio show, which was, which was always kind of cool. And kind of how we started getting into the podcasting part of it was Eric would always upload our stuff onto SoundCloud. So you could go and listen to, to it live on demand whenever you wanted to. And you just go on the Victory Lane SoundCloud page and you would go and listen to it. And, you know, it was, it was kind of always inferred to me that we had people actually listen to it on SoundCloud. So when the page went dormant and Eric had stuff going on, we kind of went, Rob and I went and we, we decided we had to go back and do our own thing. And Rob and I talked pretty long about this. We, we said, what are we going to do? And I said to Rob, I said, we can't go back to Google Hangouts because we just, we never had anybody watch it. Um, but our Facebook page kind of blew up, you know, by this point, you know, our Facebook page, um, you know, we went from a couple hundred likes to about a thousand. And I, I'll, I'll always remember kind of part of the stuff that's made the page now over 6,500 likes on Facebook. You know, we're starting to cross the couple, you know, almost two, 300 now on Twitter. We're at 150, 170 something followers on, on Instagram. So we're starting to kind of make some treadway and some of our other stuff. But, um, you know, the, the funny thing about this all is the web page never came back. I never brought, you know, the page back. It came back um, in the first incarnation of the, the YouTube shows, um, but it was just an explain it, uh, export, you know, ex, you know, kind of like one of those pages that just explains what we are. It wasn't a, it wasn't, you know, a silly season site. It was nothing like what the crew chief was. It was totally different. It was literally just about a little bit about Rob, myself, um, and, and and Elliot Henderson, really, because because by this time Danny was out of it. You know, Danny had a lot going on, and and just there was no time for him to be on the show. And uh, Elliot kind of dropped off after a while because he got really into, uh, you know, he was really into his graphic uh, design work, and and he was making money doing that. You know, he, these none of these guys got paid. I mean, I don't even get paid doing this. You know, we never made that kind of money, but um, you know, and and also everybody's gone into this understanding that this was just for fun. This was never something that we were going to make millions off of. This was just a for fun thing that, that we did. And, um, so, so after, after everything kind of happened the way it did with victory lane, we kind of decided we were going to go do our own thing. So I, I started my own SoundCloud account and started doing some podcasting and stuff. And it just, it never took off. So, so I, I went to Rob and, you know, we were making a lot of treadway. We had some pretty big, we had some pretty big things happen that kind of lined up for us. We got, I got some insider information on the Ross Chastain deal earlier this year with the 77. Uh, Rob found it actually from a friend 
And we got that news pretty much before a lot of the other bigger pages had it. You know, definitely before Toby Christie had it, before Drop the Jack or any of those guys. All right. And, you know, we we gained probably something silly like eight, nine hundred people off of that. The Ryan Newman thing. Um, you know, we we played it so, so right looking back at it. You know, I, I was so nervous with that, not trying to jump to conclusions. I mean, I saw a certain page that literally tried jumping to every and all conclusions and it just, it burned him, you know, cause he was wrong and it was just not a good look. And we played it right. We played it right in the sense that we waited for the facts. We waited for NASCAR to say something, waited for, for Roush to say something. And I remember the, 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 the article out of that, that we got the most hits off of. And I think it's our, our greatest, reach that we've ever done because uh, we beat one other one that we had was the Newman posing with his daughters with the nursing staff that took care of him. And that got over uh, almost 200,000 people saw that. And we, we, we got, you know, again, probably a couple hundred followers off of that, you know, and, and likes and stuff like that. It was, it was just incredible. Uh, the, the reach we got on that. And then the other one that we had quite a bit of success off of was, uh, another, another kind of a tough one to kind of take solace that you got a lot of, a lot of followers and likes off of was when we broke, um, some of the news about Johnny Andretti passing away, you know, and, and that was, um, someone that had one of the bigger NHRA pages shared ours. And we had a, like 180 or 190,000 views on that, which was insane. And uh, so we gained a ton of followers off of that. But, you know, I think what's interesting is that Facebook now is kind of like our webpage. You know, this is kind of like what I was doing, you know, in six and, you know, 2005, 2006. It's now on the, on the, on the, uh, you know, it's now on the Facebook page, you know, it's not on the website and, you know, the, the website, in my opinion, is going away as a dodo bird because I think people today are consuming their news in, in a totally different way. And that's why I, I don't, I'm not going to invest any money in a, in a webpage. You know, I know I could probably build a webpage for the podcast. I could build a, a webpage for this or webpage for that, but I don't see the return on it. You know, I don't, I don't see the, the value of it, you know, for me the social media today, you know, so many people have Facebook, so many people have Instagram, so many people have, uh, you know, TikTok and, 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 and Twitter and, and all the different social media spectrums. So if I'm on all that, I don't have to invest a dime into a web page, which means I can, I can spend more time doing other things such as doing Facebook lives. I can spend time recording a podcast that I never used to have time for because now I'm spending less time managing a web page. I'm managing a social media accounts, which are far easier to take care of. I don't have to sit here and, and, and worry about what colors I'm picking from my page and, and, you know, did, did GoDaddy work and did this work, did that work, you know, whatever. It just, it all, it's all there for me. Um, so it makes my life a lot easier and it, it, and it makes running the stuff easier. Uh, 
you know, and, and hopefully it's something I'm going to be able to continue to do years and years and years down the road. Um, because that's where I see the future of this all is going to be social media. It's going to be all social media. You're going to find all your news out online and, and web pages aren't even going to be a thing. I think, I think you're just going to go on your social media networks. I think there might be other ones that come down the pike, you know, different ways to consume it, but you're going to consume a lot of your news. I, I think the majority of the kids these days are going to get their news from online sources. And that was one of the reasons why Rob and I decided to do Facebook lives. We decided to do podcasting because this is kind of the way of the future, I think. And this is the, the way things are going to go. So very interesting kind of how you got, how I got here. Um, and, and kind of like, like I just said, you know, kind of where, where I see us going. I mean, I see us continuing to do the Facebook lives. I can see us continuing to do the podcast. Um, you know, the, even the podcast is, is starting to take off. I mean, you know, I remember there were some episodes, you know, earlier this year that or or even a few weeks ago, you know, eight, nine, ten plays. And I'm like, man, what am I doing? You know, we were getting third 20s and 30s, you know, regularly. What, what are we doing wrong? And I, I just you know what? I just reminded myself that just like the Web page, you know, this is this is a marathon, not a sprint. I'm not trying to get to 10,000, you know, view, you know, 10,000 listens, you know, my, my thing is if, if I have 10 people that consistently listen to this, I'm doing it for 10 people and I'm okay with that because listen, I'm not in this for the money. I don't do any of this to, to align my pockets. This is not how I make my money. I do this strictly for fun. I enjoy doing this. And this is why, uh, you know, I, I, I spend the time on it because I enjoy doing it. It's something I get great pleasure in doing because, Listen, I've, I've been doing this for, for almost 20 years, you know, and, and when I tell people that they're like, there's no way you've been doing this for 20 years. I've been kind of doing some kind of version of NASCAR silly season for 20 years. And it's, it's kind of funny because there's people that say, oh, I, I've never heard of you. Well, that's great. You know, you don't have to know about me, but I know what I've done. <laughs> I know how, how I've gotten to where I've been, but you know, it's just, um, it's a, it's a crazy ride. It's a crazy ride for sure. And hopefully one that, uh, that I'll continue to be on for a long, long time. But I hope you guys enjoyed this 25th episode of the Crew Chiefs Corner podcast. I hope to do one of these every 25 episodes, maybe not on this particular topic, but kind of doing an episode kind of no live record, no, you know, 500 breaks, none of that stuff. You know, do one episode where, you know, every 25 that we we pick a topic and we discuss. And and this one I felt like was the best one to do because I didn't do this on the first episode. I wasn't trying to bore you guys right out of the gate about me. I was trying to let the the episodes do the talking, kind of let the the podcast do its own kind of thing. And I would come on and, and I figured at some point I would do something about me and about the, the podcast itself and how we got here. Um, I do know a lot of people are looking forward to more NASCAR for rookies. So that is going to come. We are going to do that, um, a little bit this off season. I, I do think that we're going to spend some time where I'm really trying to get NASCAR for rookies into a 10 part series. And then what I'm going to do is we're also this off season, just so you guys know, we are going to do, um, just, you know, topics, we're going to do weekly topics and we're going to discuss those topics. So, you know, maybe, you know, like the first one will be the, the year in review. Um, you know, we'll do maybe a, a couple episodes on year in review. Maybe we'll do one on Xfinity. Maybe we'll do one on trucks and cup. And then the next one we'll do, you know, 
I'll look ahead at the, the next gen car and we'll do stuff like that. I think that that's how I'm going to approach the off season with the podcast. Cause I was kind of thinking about that today. I'm like, man, how am I going to do the off season with this? You know? Uh, Cause you can't just do news all the time. So maybe we'll do one topic episode and then we'll do a, uh, a, a silly season recap episode or something. And, and maybe those will be shorter because there won't be as much going on. So we'll see. But um, there will be a race recap from this weekend's uh, previous uh, weekend's races. We'll talk about that. We'll record that episode probably later today. And then, like I said, I'll kind of have that scheduled to come out maybe Saturday or Sunday. So I'm not cannibalizing uh, listens on this. And uh, thank you guys so much for, for listening. Hope you guys are subscribing to us on your favorite uh, podcasting platform, whatever that might be. Tell your friends about the Crew Chiefs Corner podcast. Uh, we definitely appreciate all the support. We're we're getting so close. We're so close to 500 listens. I can't even tell you how much uh, that means to me. And and we're only 25 episodes in, so I feel good about it. You know, we're we're definitely doing much more than we ever did when we were on SoundCloud. So I thank you all for that. And uh, we'll do a Facebook Live uh, probably tonight as well. Um, so if you go on Facebook, Facebook.com/slash The Crew Chief. Now you know where the name came from, the crew chief. Uh, you can ch- check us out on there, and also uh, there'll be no live stream of the live record tonight, just because I don't want the live stream out there and the the episode, the twenty sixth episode of the Crew Chief's Corner podcast, to kind of you know be out before the the actual episode is. So no live record. There was no live record with this either. So um, we'll catch you guys. Hopefully later in the week, but like I said, I'm going to try to record the episode tonight and then we'll just schedule it to get released Saturday or Sunday. So until then, enjoy the races this weekend at the Dover International Speedway. And thank you guys so much for listening to this special 25th episode of the Crew Chiefs Corner podcast hosted by Bobby Bailey. Thanks for listening to the Crew Chiefs Corner Podcast. I'm Bobby Bailey. Check us out on social media, Facebook at The Crew Chief, on Twitter at The Crew Chief, Instagram at Crew Chiefs Corner, TikTok at Crew Chiefs Corner, and on the Anchor app at anchor.fm. Thanks for listening.